Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast, providing you with insightful commentary and developments in the world of healthcare leadership. To learn more, visit ACHE.org. And without further ado, your host. Welcome to the Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Sperling. Our guest today is Nicole Thomas. Nicole is the hospital president of Baptist Medical Center, Jacksonville. She joined Baptist Health in 2011 and 2016 and was named Baptist Medical Center South's president, becoming the first female and first African-American in Baptist Health's history to lead a hospital. Nicole serves on several boards and on the Senior Advisory Council of the Florida Chapter of the National Association of Health Services Executives. She has received numerous awards and recognitions, including being named as Modern Healthcare's Top 25 Minority Leaders in Healthcare in 2018 and in 2020, and one of 70 African-American leaders in healthcare to know by Becker's Hospital Review in 2020. Nicole earned her Master of Healthcare Administration from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and her Bachelor of Science in Public Health Administration from Dillard University. She is board certified in healthcare management as an ACHE fellow. She'll join the faculty for the 2022 Congress on Healthcare Leadership held in person March 28th through the 31st at the Chicago Hyatt Regency. To learn more and register today at ACHE.org slash Congress. With that introduction, Nicole, welcome. Thanks so much, Eric. It's a joy to be with you. Yeah, thanks for being here. All right, let's get right started. Uh, as we mentioned in the introduction, You'll be coming to Chicago later this month. You're going to take part in a master's series session on quality and safety. So tell us a little bit about that and why you're so passionate about this topic. Thanks so much for that question. It's clear to all of us that quality and patient safety is at the crux of what we do. And it's an expectation of consumers, those considering their healthcare options. It's an expectation of patients, those who we get the privilege to care for. And it's an expectation of families that quality, quote unquote, care is delivered. And those constituents don't quite know how to judge it since our mix of technical expertise and service delivery creates this healthcare experience that should ultimately produce the physical healing that they sought. And it's our responsibility as leaders to ensure that that happens. I often say to the team, patients expect high quality care and we're going to be judged by how we deliver it. So thinking about quality and patient safety is at the core of our mission. And if we aren't passionate about that, it's going to show in our outcomes and in our reputation. So let's talk more about that, the programs and initiatives that you have implemented to to really strive toward high reliability, zero harm. Uh, Let's talk about the results. What have they been so far? Yeah, thanks for that too. So infection prevention comes to mind first when I think of zero harm. There's been a ton of work done over the years, including escalating the conversation at every level, starting with our board of directors, transparency and data and delving into root causes to implement process improvements has also been key in this work. So the board sees a monthly dashboard of our performance on hand hygiene and hospital acquired infections across all the categories, catheter associated UTIs, central line associated bloodstream infections, surgical site infections and colon and hysterectomy cases, 
MRSA and C. diff. And so we have worked to reduce the utilization of high-risk catheters and central line devices where possible. Our physicians are, of course, our partners in that, um, and they're helping to drive this work. I think about our hospitalists, uh, where they are addressing whether patients need the devices every day in what we call geo-rounds. There's a dedicated hospitalist caring for patients on a specific nursing unit, and each day they can determine whether we still need the device. And we've also added alternative products like the PureWick device instead of a catheter, for example, or midlines instead of central lines. So just working with our physicians has been a huge upswing in how our performance uh, continues to improve. Our surgeons are involved as well, um, changing their practices to embed what's called ERAS, enhanced recovery after surgery. And they've created a variety of best practice changes that have improved results across the board. Uh, we're seeing less infection, less pain, faster discharge home for those surgical patients. So we're grateful for that. And I'd also say that we've leveraged technology um, using our electronic medical record uh, to just prompt the right questions prior to us culturing or identifying patients on the front end with infection present on admission. So it's been a plethora of, um, of opportunities and action items to get us to this place. But I pulled our results here at Baptist since 2015. We have seen a 69% reduction in infections while managing to increase our volumes. So that's the best of both worlds. And uh, at the moment, we're performing at the 75th percentile. We want to be top decile performers. That is the goal. And clearly, uh, this is a journey. And uh, we're on it to, um, to make sure that patients um, are safe in our facilities and uh, get the outstanding care that, uh, that they deserve. So we're looking forward to discussing how uh, we continue to do that, um, working to sustain us as a high reliability organization with processes that consistently produce the results that we desire. That is the focus of the master series at Congress. We're looking forward to that conversation. Well, thanks for sharing those numbers with us. Um, great job. Great stuff. Uh, we talked a little bit about staffing and patients there. Let's focus on staff now and something we, we talk about um, a lot here on the uh, Healthcare Executive Podcast. The healthcare workforce just feeling taxed and burnt out, um, levels we've never experienced before, obviously. So let's talk about the implica implica implement <laughs> implications here. Implica <laughs> I can't even say that word. Implications of improved quality and safety for employees. Let's talk about that for a minute. Very good. I'm not even going to try to repeat that word. Don't even give but, it a shot. Um, it's a great question. And it's literally at the heart of the challenge we face as healthcare leaders. How do you inspire a team to keep going, especially when it's hard, when there's no time clock? that's gonna mark the end of the game, right? It just keeps going. And so I tend to draw on what has worked for me, what keeps me in the game when we're facing difficult challenges, when I'm tired, I keep coming back to this difficult thing when I love the people I'm doing the work with. 
and when I know that I'm appreciated for the difference that I'm making. And so that's what we're trying to do, infuse joy into our workplace, have fun together, find a best friend at work, and we'll have a better shot at retaining our teams and getting them to actively participate with us in elevating our quality. If we celebrate the wins and provide feedback on the opportunities and ask for the team's help in solving the issues, we have a shot at winning this never-ending game. And uh, the game, of course, is to keep quality high no matter what headwinds we face. Yeah, and you just talked a lot about your culture there. So as the president of the hospital, what are some of those leadership skills that you have found most critical in embedding a culture of safety? I would say communication is the overarching uh, skill, right? Um, it's as simple as that. All of the other skills get lumped in. you got to use them all. But ultimately, how you communicate uh, through sharing the data transparently, through developing action plans and following up on those action plans, through celebrations, right? The visual celebration of us accomplishing something great um, from the arrival of new employees to delivering that consistent message regarding our performance to the whole team all the time, that is critical uh, for embedding a culture of safety. Uh, one of the things we like to close with, Nicole, is this question where we have an ACHE fellow on the show. Uh, would you please tell us how ACHE and your FACHE credential have helped you in your career and your journey? I just got such a kick out of thinking about um, this journey and how ACHE has been such an integral part of my career. Um, early on, I had the opportunity to start the first ACHE chapter in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, with that work, of course, I got to work with the national office and ended up meeting uh, the CEO of an organization in Houston who helped connect me to my next job. And so that job, all of the experiences that I was able to gain from that attracted me or that is what attracted Baptist to me. So it was, it's full circle, right? And um, it's just such a joy to have a network of um, professionals who are um, looking to, make sure that we are advancing our careers together and we're doing it in a way that makes a big difference. Fantastic. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today on the Healthcare Executive Podcast. It's been my pleasure. Thanks, Eric. All right. If you'd like to hear more from Nicole, remember she'll be a speaker at this year's Congress on healthcare leadership. You can always learn more at ACHE.org slash Congress. We thank you so much for listening and we hope you'll join us next time right here on ACHE's Healthcare Executive Podcast. This has been the Healthcare Executive Podcast, brought to you by the American College of Healthcare Executives. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing on iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. And for more information, find us online at ache.org.